weekly message from Encounter, where your past has no future and hope is reborn. Here is today's special guest speaker. Bless the Lord. I'm just happy to be in the house of the Lord today. Can someone say amen? Can we give the Lord a hand? Hallelujah. He's worthy of praise and honor. Bless the Lord. I want to uh, welcome everybody here today. Um, survived uh, the 4th of July. Um, um, nothing exploded in your house or around your house. Uh, thank God for that. Amen. The other day I was... Um, my grandson, he's, he's 12 years old, okay? And he's growing like weeds. I mean, duh. so the other day I was at their house, and he goes, hey, Grandpa, let me see how tall you, uh, I am to you. I said, oh, yeah, no problem, because I know you're not as tall as I am. That's a fact, all right? So we go, we go back to back, right? And he's about an inch or so taller than me, which I couldn't believe, okay? I couldn't believe, but what bothered me the worst of that scenario, John, is I recognize I don't have any hair in the back of my head. What's up with that? I looked at the picture and I said, dude, what happened to your hair? Believe it or not, when I was, uh, back when I was 16, 17, like most of you young and that there are, I had, oh, I had this beautiful hair. It was thick. It was glorious, all right? John, I used to have these clippers. They were actually thinning clippers because my hair was so thick. Well, yeah, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Boy, things have changed, Brother Dave. <laughs> well, the reason why I said that, because, you know, our sermon today is a unique one. I don't know if our brother's got it up there yet, but uh, um, the Lord laid this on my heart. You know, there is there is very little in this world that can change you on the inside. But the world is always telling you, whew, hallelujah, how much they can change you on the outside. Right? They say that, don't worry about it, Brother Dave. We've got this new drops we can put on your head, and you can grow some hair like a Gia pet. That's what you can do. <laughs> it might be green. That's okay, but it'll grow, right? Or, you know what? I can try this new diet, and I can become slim and good-looking. Yeah. No, 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 that's not going to happen. But today I want to share something with you that it's it really at the end of the day, it is a good old-fashioned gospel message. And I want you to open up your heart today because God has something to say to you. First thing he has to say to you is that he loves you. Can someone say amen to that? Does God love you? Amen. Does he? You have to believe that, right? I love the, the sermon uh, that, that pastor, the, uh, we had the last four weeks, the four weeks with, with the Father. That was a great sermon series, how that God... God loves us. He's good. And when we recognize how good God is, all those question marks tends to go away. But today, God wants me to tell you, and this is for someone here today, God's not mad at you. He's not. You know, sometimes we, we allow the world to paint the picture of what God is. And God tends to be, in the eyes of many, a, a God of judgment. Now, yes, 
One day God will judge our life. He will, all right? But the joy of this morning, hallelujah, is that God's not looking to judge you today. He's here to tell you how much he loves you and whatever's happening in your life, hallelujah, he has an answer for what you're facing. Can someone say amen? Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet, and we're going to read a little bit. My sermon today is why the Y chromosome saved you. Hallelujah. We're going to read in... um, Isaiah, the 7th chapter, and the 14th verse. Now recognize now that Isaiah was written literally thousands of years before Jesus came in, was born. And it says, it says, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. You want a sign today? The Lord himself says he's going to give it to you. He says, behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I'm honored again this morning, Lord, that you've given me the opportunity to speak on your behalf. I pray, Father God, that I would get out of the way and allow the word of God to flow, and that, Lord, the the men and women that are here today, that their hearts will be open and they will hear what you have to say, that you have something special for them to receive. And I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your plan. I thank you, Father God, because you are God and there is none like thee. In the precious name I pray. And the church says, amen, amen. Hallelujah, you can be seated. You know, years ago, Men thought that science was a great tool. A great tool not to say that the earth was round and not flat, even though there are some believers today that believe that no matter how the pictures show, they're still, it's still flat. He they didn't want to show about bacteria or, or the beauty of creation. They wanted to show and prove that there is a God. They wanted to show the world that if you would look at the mathematics of things, and we want to, we want to get, we'll come back to that, the mathematics of things, that it adds up. How many here likes math? Maybe I'm the only one in the room. I know my wife hates it, all right? There you go. Thanks for helping bring her hand up. I appreciate that. That's good. There's there's more that hate it than than like it. I like math. Why I like math is because I know that two plus two is three, right? Right? That's right. Right? Absolutely right. No, I like it because I can, I know that two plus two is four, all right? We were talking the other day, and I remember when I was, uh, my my, my little, granddaughter her name is Haley Grace and she's she's one all right and I was laughing with her Friday and her brother gave her something and said about reading this and I said to myself dude she can't read she's just she's in the first grade and she's because I don't remember reading when I was in the first grade (laughs) maybe 
I don't know. But she started reading it like she was a, like she was a scientist. I was amazed. I was just completely flabbergasted how she was just, she read even the large words, the words that I would have problems with, you know, that she, she was able to read. I, I, I was stunned at that. I was stunned. But I, I like math because when I was in, when I was in fourth grade, they, they taught us, or third grade, they taught us multiplication. Now, if you hate math, you probably despise multiplication. Anybody despise that? All right, there you go. You're being honest. That's okay. You like that? Okay. That's, it's, it's difficult. Well, I loved it because I was able to, I understood it quickly, right? So today, we want to talk about why science is so important to you today. It has nothing to do with the, 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 the next uh, disease-fighting medicine. It has nothing to do with uh, how appearances may change because of, of new scientific facts. Today, I want to share with you the why. For science themselves, and this is the joy of this, Science can't walk away, whew, hallelujah, from their own proofs. I'm going to say that again. Science cannot walk away from their own proofs. So you see, science has found out, they have decreed that they've looked through all these, um, uh, for centuries, they've looked at all this pathology, and they've recognized that the only way that a male is a male, now, I can't believe I'm saying this because I know our nation's in a, a wrestling match on what is male and what is female, and if, is there a third, or is this, or is a group of people that has different numbers of their name, and we know what the word says, right? Can someone say amen? We know the word says that God created them how? Male. And female created he them. So, science says that that the male dad has a chromosome. It's called the Y chromosome. Don't we feel like we're in, we're in school right now? <laughs> I need one of those big rulers. Are you listening to me? Stop! No, I wouldn't do that. So, so yeah, it's just the Y chromosome. So why is that important to you today? I'll tell you why. Because science has proved that dads are the only one that can give that Y chromosome to their child, which in that child becomes a male. It's proven. They proved it themselves. What I want to tell you this morning, hallelujah, that way back a couple thousand years ago, God himself told us he had a sign. Can someone say amen? He had a sign that someone was coming that had a Y chromosome, but that chromosome did not come from flesh and blood. Can someone say amen? For the word says a virgin would have a child. Why is that important to you? And why is that important to your salvation? And why is that important to your happiness today? Let me share this with you. Can I tell you today, if the virgin birth never happened, then you are still in 
your sin. It's truth. If the virgin birth was a lie, then you, my friend, are still bathed in your guilt. You are. Because the dads from Adam all the way down to someone who had a baby last night they had the chromosomes from Adam who, was, who, who had been um, uh, transformed into sin. And it, that sin continued to go down the generations. But can I tell you today, hallelujah, can someone say amen? That when God broke through and made Mary pregnant, it became the Y chromosome of the dad. Can someone say amen? Why is that important to you today? That's because when Jesus came on this earth and he began, Begin to breathe, and he set in motion to be able to give his life for me and you. He's the only one. He's the only one that's able to pay the price for you. Why is that, Brother Dave? Because he's the only one that has the right Y chromosome. It's not tainted with sin. He didn't deserve death. Can someone say amen? He didn't deserve that. But what he did, Viv, he said he looked through time and he said, Viv's going to need me, so I'm going to give, oh, hallelujah, I'm going to give my life so that she can live. Can someone say amen to that? Hallelujah. That's the truth. God sent his son, and he allowed him to go through the pain and suffering because he was able to pay that price. You know, do you realize that the Y chromosome or the X chromosome or the DNA is in every cell of your body, every cell? The only thing it's not in is in the red blood cells because it have a nucleus. So, so what does that tell me? Let me tell me hallelujah, that science has proven that the DNA, DNA of God, hallelujah, is different than man's. Can someone say amen to that? And even though it's different, and even though it seemed like he, he, you could touch his flesh, and you could touch his hair, and he had colored eyes, but yet he was different because his father was different. His father was different for you. He was different for you because he desired something better for you. What was that better? What was that better, John? It was that I could be in the presence of God. We just had a wonderful opportunity here to praise the Lord, and we begin to feel the Spirit of God. How many here felt the Spirit of God doing praise and worship? Amen. But I tell you today, God desires that relationship with you, that closeness to you. That you have not, if you haven't had the opportunity to serve him and be sold out to his name, that you haven't had the opportunity to see God for whom he truly is, that he loves you. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to, to 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. And if not, I'm sure our good brother is going to put it up on the board.
2 Corinthians 5 and 21. I call this the great transaction. For he hath made him to be sin for us. Who's he talking about? Jesus. Who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You know, there's some people here that are hearing this today that they're struggling with sin. Maybe those are who are here today and hear this message that maybe you're struggling with secret sin. You know, most, secret, most sin starts in secret, you know. And God wants me to tell you today that he wants it. What? He wants what you're struggling with because he wants to make a bargain with you. He wants to make a transaction in your behalf. Now, I don't know, I, I don't have the type of credit cards that have this, but it, it, it makes me laugh when I, when I hear the commercials about credit cards that give you cash back because they get so excited. They say, listen, we're going to give you one and a half percent cash back. And I'm thinking, dude, that's like a penny and a half for every dollar I spend. So the only way I can buy a hamburger at McDonald's is like spend $500 on your car. Am I the only one that sees that? <laughs> Absolutely. So I looked at it and I go, what? what? But this is not cash back, and they're all excited. They're doing a little dance. Woo, I got my money, one of them say. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, that God wants to makes a real transaction on your behalf today. That transaction is this. He wants you to give him what you're struggling with. And there are people in this house today, people who are hearing this on Facebook, you're facing something today. You're facing real problems. They're not, you know, they're not, well, you know, I'll get over type of problems. They're problems that you struggle with every day, and you wake up in the morning, and it's still there, and you pray about it, Ooh, hallelujah, and it's still there. You, you go through your day, and you're still there, and God's here to tell you this day, he wants to make a transaction on your behalf. That transaction is, he wants you to give him your sin. Just give it to him. Say, Lord, it's yours. I, I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't carry this weight anymore. I can't, I can't continue to live like this because I see I have no end in sight. But God says he has something different for you. If you allow him, oh, hallelujah, to take that sin from your life, let's read it one more time. It says, he hath made him to be sin, so he's taken his sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Now, don't miss what the Lord's trying to tell you today. If you today will give that sin that you're struggling with, he in turn, right? Brother John, why don't you stand up for a second? He in turn, why don't you turn around for me? Turn around, turn around toward. He in turn 
is going to take his robe of righteousness and he's going to, boom, place it on you. And so, whoo, hallelujah, you can sit down, John. So now, God doesn't see, don't miss this, God doesn't see that sin that you're struggling with, that situation that you can't let go. What he sees is that cloak of righteousness that Christ has placed on you. And what does that do? That allows you to the kingdom keys, hallelujah, that allows you to stand before God. How is that? Because why? You are righteous in God's eyes. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. You're righteous. That's what he sees. So today, today, God wants you to know that he loves you. John the Baptist said this. Everyone, everyone loves John 3, 16. And in that same chapter, John the Baptist says this. He says, he that believes not the son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. So God wants to take that sin that you're struggling with. He wants to give you righteousness. But at the end of life, if we, if we, don't, if we don't accept that transaction, God's wrath is going to be on me. Not on me personally but on the sin in which then I will receive that punishment. Today, God's saying to you, no matter what you're facing, no matter what struggle you have today, he wants to lift, ooh, hallelujah, he wants to lift it from you. And all it takes, all it takes for you today is to say, yeah, yeah, I, I'm tired of carrying this. I'm tired of this shortcoming my life. You know, I remember there was a time in my life that, that I didn't live for the Lord. And, and I, was tell, I, me, I was talking with, with, with Pam uh, yesterday, and I lived, and maybe this is you today, I lived from God's mercy to God's mercy. Because I knew I was wrong. I knew I was. And I was thankful in the morning that God's mercy allowed me to live another day, that maybe today might be that day. That day that I can unload this. I wanted to, but see, sin had surrounded me. It was like a vine. It, had, it, it started, and, and, you know, and don't miss this. Trust me. Oh, hallelujah. Trust me. Satan wants to take you farther than you want to go. He wants you to stay longer than you want to stay. He wants you to pay more than you intended to pay. Trust me. And when that vine of sin begins to wrap around your toe, it's just the beginning. And before you know it, I was all bound up like a pretzel. And every day, can I tell you, I screamed out in my spirit, God, help me! But nothing happened. Because I wasn't ready to let it go. I liked my flesh liked the things that I was doing. And I became servant of that, even though I didn't say that I did. I didn't act like I did, but I did. But can I tell you, Mike, <laughs> one day this happened to me, BJ. 
bottom. You know how I hit rock bottom? I hit rock bottom because my friends who love me didn't play around. Hear me. They didn't say, well, you know, you're going through a difficult time. It's okay. You can just live the way you want to live, and we're just going to we'll just pretend you're not doing that. Hello. They said, no, we, we love you, David, but I can't, I can't be involved with being okay with this. And I loved those family, those family members. I loved those friends. And that day came when I bowed my knees in a nasty, filthy hotel. And in fact, I, went, I drove by it three weeks ago, and it had torn it down. Even though it was no longer there, I still remember. I remember how I felt that morning. I remember that I was done. I was, I was done. I need, something's going to change. It was going to, don't miss this, it was going to affect me forever, or I think things are going to change this morning. And Brother John, I thank the Lord that I bowed my knees on that crusty carpet. And, and God looked at me and he said, Croppy, I told you not to do this. No, he didn't. He says, I, f- I forgive you. I've got something better for you. Here, here, while you're on your knees in a nasty hotel, here, boom. Here's that cloak of righteousness. You just gave me back your heart, which Christ was able to put on him, and he gave me that righteousness. And from that day on, he began to heal my body. He began to heal my, hallelujah, my life. Things that when I woke up in the morning, I no longer felt like that pretzel. I felt like today I got hope. How many wants hope today? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's hope in Christ. There's hope against the things that you're facing out there, but they begin, my friend, by you saying, I'm done with this. I need a change because trust me, if you think that you're going to change because you're, you're fed up and not allow God to be involved in it, you're wrong. Years ago, I, I was part of the 12-step program. And in fact, I actually took a, a, um, a course and I, was, I actually taught it. I, I have a certificate that allows me to, to teach it. And one of the first things in the 12-step program, those who've been in it, is it says, what? It says, you have to choose a higher power. I remember the guy who taught the one I went to. He says, listen, you can make the higher power anything you want to. He says, he had a staple on his, on his desk. He says, you can make your higher power this staple, staple gun. No problem. He says, but when you get to step three, When you're looking for that higher power to pull you out and change things, good luck with the staple gun. And that kind of moved me because what are you investing in today? And we're going to close, but what are you you investing in today? 
that's going to help you overcome that those vines that are trying to wrap around your life. What do you mean, Brother Dave? I've been in church for 35 years. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. You're going to face those things, and the enemy wants to drag you down because what he does all the time, he destroys and destroys and destroys, and when you think he's destroyed enough, he's not done with you yet. He wants to wipe everything out until when? Until you say, I can't take it anymore. Where's the gun? Where's the drugs? Where's the alcohol? Where, how can I kill myself? Because that is what he wants to do. Oh, hallelujah. That's what he wants to do to your life. That's what he wants to do to your kids. That's what he wants to do to your spouse and your friends. He wants to kill them and then be lost. But today can be a different day. You might say, well, Brother Dave, and I really feel this in my spirit this morning. You might say, Brother Dave, I'm really not facing anything. But you know he's someone who is. You know somebody who's struggling. But you really don't want to talk to them because, you know, well, they might get mad at you. Or, or they, you might destroy the friendship. Brother Dave, what's good with that? Can I tell you this morning, if, if your sin, if the sin that you're struggling with, you've overcome it, the Lord right now is laying somebody on your heart. God's putting that person on your mind right now. And he wants to encourage you today that he wants you to be a friend. You know, I told someone the other day, John, I said, I said, what's true love? Is true love when I know that you're heading toward a, a river, that the bridge is out. Is true love saying, hey, stop. Don't go that way. The bridge is out. Or is true love, well, they got to live the way they want to live. They see me standing right there. They, if, they, if they wanted help, they, they'd reach out to me. And yet a few minutes later, you hear the ah and the screams as they plunge to their death. Can I tell you today, the Lord is telling you, listen, if you have received that gift, if you've received that cloak of righteousness, you need to be active. Who hallelujah. You need to be active to whom you love. And it doesn't matter if you've already told them 25 times. You need to find a way. Yeah, I want you to stand to your feet because we're going to be ready to close. Brother, give me, uh, give me that song. our special guest speaker today at Encounter. All of our guest speaker messages can be downloaded from our website, godenc.com. Messages from Bishop Michael Rice are freely available on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.